On today's episode, you're going to learn about how a non-traditional strategy helps this bootstrapped eight-figure direct-to-consumer brand disrupt the traditional men's wedding ring vertical. You don't want to miss this one. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, this is Kunay Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast, the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail and direct-to-consumer commerce. Now, the episode you are about to listen to was an interview I had with John Rogero. He is the founder and CEO of Manly Bands. They're one of the fastest growing direct-to-consumer brands in the men's wedding space. Um, he, co- he runs it with his wife, Michelle, and um, they just, right off the bat, it was off an idea of theirs um, when they were about to get married, and he just f- saw that the options in the market were a bit bland. And so he gave, uh, he designed and sourced for like um, bands that, you know, when bands men will like, very manly bands as the name would suggest it's a very interesting interview because we just don't talk about how they grew i ask i drill him a lot in this interview you know we 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 go into depths of what was customer acquisition at the start of um his company because they're they're an eight-figure business now he wouldn't give me the revenue but they're over 10 million dollars in revenue so he um as i asked him you know what was customer acquisition like um pre 1 million you know what did it look like moving from 5 to 10 million and what does it look like now with over 10 million you know dollars in revenue we talk about their tech stack which i found pretty impressive you don't want to miss that bit of the um of this interview we 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 talked about their retention strategies um what they do on facebook and how they're diversifying you know traffic sources now as a mature business so it's it's really really in depth you know interview it's going to go for one hour long i would suggest you get notes you take notes in this one because um he has and offers a lot a ton of value um 
but before I let you go, I just wanted to to, to let you know um, about our two sponsors. Um, we have Clavio, which is the if you're running, you know, um, anything D two C, the the go to ESP email service, you know, um, platform out there. And um, if you run big commerce or Shopify, you know, um, you. If you need backups, um, Rewind, which is sponsor, are um, they're pretty much the best out there. They're, they're the biggest and the best. Um, and Rewind have actually um, got an offer for you guys. Um, if you um, have not installed Rewind yet, install it. It typically take um, seven days um, trial. They give you seven day trial. But if you mention 2x e-commerce, you go to the Rewind.io website and you mention 2x e-commerce, they will extend that seven days to 30 days. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Um, they have also released a white paper worth checking out on their website. Um, so head over to rewind.com. Check out their white paper. It's, it's all about like, um, you know, um, it's all about data, you know, um, data recovery. And so they serve it like 300 e-tellers essentially. And um, the insights in that white paper are very, very, very interesting. Anyway, I'm not going to take too much of your time. You're going to hear from our sponsors. And after hearing from our sponsors, bingo, you're going to listen to my interview with John Rogero, the CEO or co-CEO of Manly Band. You don't want to miss this one. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business by taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklyn, Non, and Choppies. Build your customer list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial.
Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're looking to grow, you know, metrics such as conversions, traffic, and ultimately sales, you are tuned into the right show. Now for the next um, 30 to, to 60 minutes, um, you're going to, to, to enjoy this one. Um, you guys love direct to consumer stories, D2C businesses, D2C stories. This one is particularly very interesting. Um, they're called manly bands, right? Um, they are an affordable and unique tungsten and titanium wedding band ring exclusively for men. Um, they have been around for three years. They're doing over eight figures now, um, and they have employed particular acquisition channels, um, such as content marketing, Google, and Facebook advertising. I know you guys love Facebook advertising, by the way. And um, they're also an international brand. You, you also love, um, you know, stories around international expansion. Um, and I'm, I'm just here with um, with the founder, John Rogero. Um, he Hello. is, hi, how are you doing? You're, he's a super interesting laid back guy based now in Utah, I believe. Um, and um, he's just got a, an amazing story to tell. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome John to the show. Welcome, John. Hey, thank you, Kinley. Nice to, uh, nice to see you. Fantastic, fantastic. I probably haven't done you justice um, with the intro. Um, could you take a minute or, or so to, to, to introduce yourself, please, John? Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, my name's John. I'm one of the co-CEOs of Manly Bands, and we are a DC uh, brand that started about three years ago uh, in the men's wedding ring space. Awesome. Manny Band just looks the part um, from, from my perspective, you know, as a man, um, even when I want to, you know, get another wedding band, I, I, you know, you will be the go-to. And I, I'm not, you know, patronizing you by any, you know, stretch of money. The, your, your designs are, you know, very unique. How did you come up with the idea yeah, because I, I I very much resonate with it. And I would probably share this for those of you watching this on, on the YouTube channel. I'll just show you what it looks like. So this is Manny Band. You know, they just look the part, you know. Um they they the material, they look industrial, you know, and um the price point also is is not bad at all, you know, as compared to you know your feeble looking um, you know, gold or gold, gold, standard gold rings. Um, so see, how did you come up with, with the idea? John? Sure. So it, um, it actually came from my own personal experience. Um, when, uh, my wife and I were, were engaged to get married back in, uh, 2016, I had a hard time actually finding a wedding ring that I liked and that fit. I have, uh, I have large fingers. And, um, when I went to a jeweler, the, uh, the first time, not only could he not size me, which is a huge problem, um, but they, uh, they didn't have any rings that were even in the, the, the section of my size. So he, uh, he's like, look, I, you can order from this catalog if you want. And I was like, wow, I can't, you know, I can't try it on. I, I can't really see what it's going to look like. The catalog had no pictures. It was, it was really horrible. And, um, I said, God, there's, there's got to be a better way to do this. Like, I, I want to be as excited about my wedding band as my wife is about hers. And, you know, she was in there and she's like, oh my gosh, there's such a huge selection, different materials. And, uh, and again, for me, I just had this catalog of serial numbers and it said, you know, plain white gold or plain gold. And um, it was just a, just not a very good experience. So 
um, we, we had moved to Florida, we had gotten married and, uh, we said, you know what, let's, let's see if we can solve some of these problems. And we started researching and figuring out, okay, if, uh, I was able to have any wedding band I want, what, what would I choose? What materials would I choose? What, what styles, what designs? And, um, and then, you know, perhaps most importantly is what, what price point would I be willing to pay? You know, like her ring was over a thousand dollars and we'd already spent so much on the wedding. I didn't want to spend you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars on a plain ring. You know, if I was super okay. excited about it, I might spend a little bit, but uh, certainly the options that I had were, were not anything to get excited about. So, so we kind of set down this this road to kind of redefine the men's wedding band uh, purchasing experience, and we wanted to make sure that we could offer things like really unique and interesting styles that you really didn't see anywhere else. Um, you know, a good price point, you know, two to $300 was, was, you know, less than what a guy would see at a traditional jewelry store. And, and again, this time it was for like a really unique, uh, a unique design. Um, we also wanted to, to make sure that there was a lot of options. Like let's, let's have a whole bunch of different styles. You know, when, when you go to a jewelry store now, even if you can find your size, uh, you probably only have five, 10, maybe 15 options. Um, so we wanted to really change that too. And, you know, we made sure that we had, you know, over 200 different styles. And I think currently on our site, we have well over 300 and, and we're adding new ones every week. So um, we wanted to take all those pain points that we had at a traditional jeweler and we wanted to fix it and, and make it something that a guy could really get excited about. Okay. Interesting. And um, what's your background? Are you an engineer? Um, how did you sort of figure out the materials? Um, Cause that's very unique to, to, um, to money bands. Sure. No, I'm, I am not an engineer. Uh, I'm just a regular old guy who, who likes to figure out what he likes and, and how to kind of share that with, uh, with other guys with similar tastes, I guess. Um, my background is, is more in web development, um, web development, marketing, uh, that, that sort of thing. Also content creation. I did a lot of video and photography work um, back in the day at a company called Getty Images. Um, for a number of years um, when we were living in LA. And then, um, yeah, so we kind of took, uh, took some of that experience, applied that to, you know, building the website and, and setting up the products. Um, and my wife is super creative and uh, is also an actor. And so she kind of brought her creative mind to kind of how we define the rings. So the uh, each ring on the site is a different character. So we name each ring, we give it a, a really creative and fun description. And you know, I think that that creativity has really kind of helped us kind of stand out from the traditional you know, designs that you might see at a store. So instead of, you know, six millimeter beveled titanium um, on our site, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, the, the, uh, the cowboy, which is, yeah. you know, koa wood and black zirconium and, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just a much better experience. It's a persona really to, to the product, right. you know, and, and if you can exactly. relate with, with that lifestyle, you'd be more attracted to, you're likely to be more attracted to it. So, yeah. so, so how did you come with, with your MVP and, um, had you gotten married at the time of what did you, did you, did you, were you the guinea pig for, um, <laughs> <laughs> more or less for, for the, um, for the first, um, you know, set or first, um, ring you, 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 you got to manufacture? I, I was, yeah, I have, a, I have a number of rings in my, my little ring case. I probably okay. have like 30 at this point. Um, yeah, exactly. So we sat down and we said, okay, what would, what would I like? Like, you know, as, as just a regular dude, like, you know, what, what would get me excited? And of course I, I wasn't generally excited to what, what my father wore or what my grandfather wore, you know, I wanted something uh, just different. Like I don't want anything too flashy, but I, I didn't want 
just what we call, you know, the same old boring wedding dance. So, um, so we looked at different materials like uh, koa wood from Hawaii with, uh, like I said, black zirconium or titanium. Um, we've, uh, we've since branched out and now we offer really cool materials, uh, which I love meteorite, um, cool. with uh, dinosaur bone. And like, there's so many different things that you can incorporate into a ring design now, uh, to really make it different and unique to yourself. And, and that's kind of how we started. We said, what, what would I like? What would my friends like? Uh, what would Michelle like? like and, and we kind of just created from there. And um, we ended up uh, really putting together a great collection, I think. So, so how many products were, were in the initial collection? I think initially we had about 60. Um, 60 wow. designs. Yeah, which is was still significant. Um, but we, uh, yeah, so we started with about 60 and we kind of saw, okay, what, what's working, what's not. And we, we kept kind of uh, reiterating the, the product line based on feedback from customers. You know, we try to be really close to our customers. So we're always sending out surveys or, you know, just emails to try to learn more. Uh, we connect with them on social media quite a bit or DMs through Instagram. Um, and we're, we're always soliciting feedback. Hey, what do you think of this? Or, you know, what, what style do you, do you prefer this one or this one? And, um, we kind of narrowed it down to what, what we think, you know, guys generally like the most depending on, you know, their lifestyle and preferences. And, um, we just kind of made small changes to each line until we had a, a line that we felt that, you know, guys really responded to. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Obviously, with 60 products, you know, from the get-go, there's still the challenge of sizing. Sure. Um, so, so how did you sort of cope with inventory management at the start um, of um, the, the business? And um, were you bootstrapped all through or um, what did it look like? Yeah, so we, we bootstrapped the business from the beginning, um, mostly on a credit card, which I do not recommend. Uh, we were we were very <laughs> lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were very fortunate that um, that all worked out, but it uh, was very scary in the beginning. We were many sleepless nights, um, but uh, but we came through, and um, yeah, we uh, we just kind of figured it out, and uh, we got we got really fortunate. So. Do you keep stock of all sizes or do you, right. what does it look like? Um, yeah, do you exactly. just have, have it and then resize it down? Um, and if you're using a 3PL company, what happens, you know, um, what kind of, you know, they're not going to resize, you know, if like you're a jeweler, you, you could, you know, easily resize in a store and then ship it. But what, what does it look like in terms of fulfillment, inventory, and also forecasting? Sure. So that, that, that whole process has kind of developed over time quite a bit. Um, initially, we did a lot of math, uh, which, which was really crazy. But we had spreadsheets and Google Sheets and charts and graphs. And we would actually watch um, uh, the kind of the, the purchase trends. So we could kind of see what we call the, the bell curve in sizes. And um, what we found is that, you know, so we offer size five through 17 with half sizes in between. Um, so what we found was that most guys, that most of our customers would fall kind of somewhere in between that 10 and, and 13 or nine and 13, I think was the, the official window. Um, so what we did is when we purchased inventory and did our forecasting is we always applied this logic to that forecasting model. So we said, okay, this style sold X amount last year, uh, last month, let's go ahead and figure out, okay, what sizes should we kind of have on hand now? And then we would go ahead and, and purchase those styles uh, ahead of time. So we did keep inventory. We still keep inventory uh, for, I'd say, mm, 
probably about 30% of all of our rings. Uh, we call them uh, ready to ship rings. They're rings that we keep in our warehouse uh, that we operate out of our office here in Utah. And um, there's, there's quite a few of them and, and we have them all um, packaged and ready to go. We ship same day. Uh, the other the other 70% or so of our offering um, is actually what we call made to order. So okay. we'll, we'll craft those as they're ordered. And, and those are generally some of the more expensive styles with some of the more premium materials because um, it's just not really cost effective to keep those on the shelves. So, um, and, and then of course, the, the, the bigger question is how do we handle sizing? And I, that's a good question because that is probably one of our biggest challenges. Um, I don't know about the, your listeners or other guys watching, but I had no idea what my ring size was. I didn't even know I had big fingers. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, you go into a jeweler and you, when he tells you, oh yeah, sorry, we can't even size you. You're like, wait, why not? What's wrong with my hands? Um, but, <laughs> but what it ends up, what ends up happening is we have to develop a system to try to mitigate some of these missizings because it happens constantly. And uh, so we, we developed a ring sizer uh, with our manufacturers. We have a little little ring sizer box and um, we, we encourage everybody to order one ahead of time. And our made to order rings, we actually require it because you know, when we're gonna go out and make something from scratch, it's really hard to return something like that. So, um, so what happens is we, we send out the ring sizer uh, ahead of time. Once somebody places an order, they size themselves with it. Um, and then they come back and, you know, they tell us their size and we go ahead and, and create the ring for them. Um, uh, many of our ready to ship rings uh, go out and are the wrong size. So I'd say uh, probably about, it's a high number, I'd say around between 15 and 20% of our ready to ship rings do come back for a size exchange. Wow. So that's something we're working on. So there's, there's a um, back and forth, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we have, we have a lot of rings that come back. They're usually a size off. Um, and then we, we quickly turn that around and, and get a new order out usually the same day, um, which is, you know, just how it is. <laughs> no, it's, it's incredible. Um, I, I, I always like to figure out how a business works Sure. Um, before moving into the marketing and how you acquire customers and, and then, um, mm. yeah, and then we get a full rounded view. And um, I guess the challenge with, um, with, with rings, with jewelry, as with, um, with clothing is, is sizing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's fascinating. I, I like the way you're, you're, um, you're solving, you know, um, the problem by sending out the ring sizes, um, especially for the, the, the mates of the higher value, um, you know, um, yeah. products and you, you, you'll crack um, the, the lower value ones. And I guess it's all factored in the returns of back and forth is factored into your, um, into your pricing, um, you know, structure. So is, are, are, yeah. we, are they free? Um, are returns and exchanges free to do you, do you, do you put in a, like a free postage um, slip or, um, we do. Yeah. So we offer free shipping both ways, uh, okay. back, back and forth. <laughs> so it's, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we, we make it super easy. Our customer service team is incredible. Um, we have them just, you know, as soon as an email comes in, okay, no problem. Just drop it in the mail. Here's a label. Let's go. You know, they, they send it back. Uh, usually we get it within a day or two and um, then we, we immediately ship out another one. We actually don't wait for it to even come back in a lot of cases. As soon as that, well, that, uh, that postage is scanned. Uh, we go ahead and just send out the next. You're saying it's out, which is brilliant. Okay, and then um, what advice would you give to listeners um, around three PL partner selection? So um, obviously, you guys 
are not box standard. You're not just selling sunglasses where it's just a, you know, one size fit all, or, you know, a pair of headphones or what have you, you know, you're, you're, there's a lot, there's lots of variations. Um, and you need people with good attention to detail. So for listeners, you know, who are, who are, you know, probably having problems with the three PL providers or, um, looking to move to, to a three PL, what, what advice would you give them? Sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, when we started, we just did it out of our garage. So we were the three PL and, um, and you know, that, that was, uh, quite a challenge in some respects for, for my wife and I. So it was, uh, uh, we, we did great, but it was a lot, it, it was tough. And then of course, not only do you have, you know, these giant bags, uh, going out to the post office every day, but you have all those exchanges coming back. So you have bags coming in, bags going out. I can't even imagine what our neighbors thought we were doing. Um, but, we, uh, <laughs> but at some point, um, you know, hopefully with all, all business growth stories, you find yourself going, okay, this is too much. We need to, we need to figure out a better way to handle this. So we were fortunate um, in that 3PLs exist. So we, we ended up interviewing a number of them um, we ended up going with one in Southern Florida for a while. We were in Florida. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the customer service was terrible. And, you know, that's so important with the 3PL, being able to communicate with them, being able to pick up the phone, text them, um, because, you know, customers are coming at you 24 hours a day. And if something happens or an order needs to be, you know, changed real quick before it goes out, you know, you have to be able to get in touch with them. They, they really need to be an extension of your team. You can't just say, okay, I have a 3PL and uh, they're going to take care of it. Like it, it, it's very much a hands-on Thing. And, so do, um, do you have daily, do you maintain daily communication with the 3PL company? Absolutely. It's like they're, uh, it, they're it, at that time. Yeah. It's like they're a department in the company. So we ended up switching from that 3PL in, um, South Florida over to a, a different 3PL, uh, up in uh, Memphis. And, uh, they were called ships a lot and they were absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend them. Um, Zach is, uh, one of the owners there he's, he's so fantastic about communication and, and truly, you know, anybody can just pack something up and ship it. But the real, uh, the real test I think is in their customer service uh, for us um, and making sure that our customers are taken care of and making us a priority. And they did. And he was always available to talk to. Um, they were over email, over text, phone, and uh, they made us feel like we were in a, or they were an extension of our team. And that was, so important. And as we grew, they kind of grew with us in the sense that we had to, you know, once you hit certain volumes, you have to adjust your systems a little bit. Um, we actually were able to work with them. They, they not only, not only did we QC rings internally before we sent it to them, but they were QCing rings. They were sizing the rings before they were putting in the boxes for us. It it was a very, it was a custom relationship and um, it it significantly reduced our exchange rate because, you know, they're just people too. So they would send out something that was half a size off, you know, by accident and um, you know, they'd want to fix it. So we said, okay, well, how, how can we work together to kind of figure that out? And we said, well, how about we just size the rings before we send them out? That's a great idea. That's what we would do. <laughs> so exactly. uh, it was very much a collaborative effort and it really paid off. And then, um, you know, as we grew, uh, we just, it got to the point where it just kind of financially didn't make sense. We wanted a little more control over the packaging and things like that. Uh, so we parted ways as friends and um, they're still an amazing company. And, and we've now taken everything in-house to our own warehouse facility where we have an amazing team of fulfillment staff and, and warehouse staff. And they are just kicking butt. I mean, we are, we're sending out over, I mean, it just some days, you know, it's a low volume day, other days, you know, over a thousand orders and they're just nailing it every day. It's amazing. Yeah, 
Uh, incredible, incredible with the control, you know, um, mm-hmm. and um, thanks for the tips on, um, on, on 3PL, um, mm-hmm. you know, providers. Okay. Um, we, we know, we now know your, your, but you guys run Shopify um, from what, what I could see. You run. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you always run Shopify or? Um, we have. So I, I had some experience in the past with Shopify and I kind of knew my way around the ecosystem and we've always been very impressed with it. It's fast. It's reliable. Uh, very rarely do we have uh, downtime. Um, and, you know, the customer service has been great. We're now on Shopify Plus and, um, you know, the ability to have some extra control in the checkout and, and stuff yeah. like that has made a huge difference. Scripts and flow and things like that um, have really, really helped us. What customizations have you put in place such in your checkout? So. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of it, um, a lot of it's kind of behind the scenes. So we do a lot of uh, data analytics and, and CRO testing and, and things like that. And yeah. um, the ability to be able to customize your checkout to, um, and especially with the scripts, like we, we found that um, the Shopify scripts module and the plus offering has just really allowed us to, to run certain features that um, like different pop-ups and free offers and things like that. There are apps for that kind of thing, but we always found them a little clunky and, and resource intensive. Like they'd really yeah. slow down our site. Um, so we, we have an amazing uh, CTO and, and developer who've just done such a fantastic job um, just going through the site and kind of figuring out, okay, where, where can we shed some code and try to speed things up a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we found that, you know, a lot of those apps, like they, they do what we need, but they also do a whole lot of other stuff we don't need. Okay, so exactly. what, yeah. So what they've been able to do is, is really kind of get in there and, okay, we need a pop-up. Okay. Well, we don't need this huge app to do a pop-up. So let's just write, you know, a little bit of code ourselves uh, and use scripts to kind of decide who gets it and who doesn't get it. And uh, the site's 10 times faster. And it worked out really well. Yeah. And I can see you run Hotjar, um, mm-hmm. Bogsnag, um, yeah, Babel too for for you. You're international. We'll talk about international later. Um, so so with with Shopify, what, what are your you know must have app rep- recommendations? Oh, um, well, uh, let's see. For us, uh, we use Loop Returns constantly. I mean, oh wow, like- they were they were on the show just um, our last episode was with Loop. Oh Returns. really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's hilarious. Joe Vasana, the head of product on here. Yeah. Oh, very cool. We, we love those yeah, guys. They, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. They've been super supportive. Um, and, and uh, we, it's, it's, it's so relevant to you as exactly, especially oh, yeah. what you said, you know, the, the automated return process where you've, you don't, you're probably saving um, customer service time. Huge. Absolutely. That's, and that's the, the biggest benefit of loop returns. <laughs> I mean, just having an automated system, you know, when we started, out of the garage, um, you know, I, I ran the marketing and my wife, uh, you know, she, she ran all the customer service and it was, uh, overwhelming. And, <laughs> yeah. And besides you know, all the other things you have to do, besides uh, everything else, exactly. <laughs> right. That was just a small part of it, but it was, uh, it's really hard. You know, somebody comes in, okay, I have to do a return. Okay, no problem. We'll take care of that. All right. Now I got to go into Shopify. I got to go over here. I got to make a label. I got to, you know, and it's the whole, the whole thing. And, um, you know, it would probably take five, 10 minutes just to kind of sort it all out and email the customer back. And then sometimes there's a back and forth and it can really kind of tie you down. So using something, an app like Loop Returns has saved us hours, countless hours. And, um, you know, we have a team where we're fielding, you know, a hundred plus tickets a day. And as those tickets are coming in, you know, like I said, our exchange rate is pretty high. So 
I'd say about 40% of those are people saying, Hey, I got the wrong size. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay. So now we've eliminated that back and forth. Um, We've eliminated that extra time making a label and doing all this stuff and say, Hey, no problem. Just go, go to this link. um, And uh, you can just self-serve and it's great. It'll print out a label for you and you send it back. No problem. Um, And, you know, also a nice thing too, our returns are fairly low, um, which, which we're very fortunate to have, but the, um, Loop Exchange. will handle that too. Yep. Yeah. So, so Loop, you know, if somebody just says, Hey, I want my money back. Of course, we're going to give them their money back. But the nice thing about Loop is that it gives you an option. It's like, okay, we can give you your money back. Or maybe you just didn't like your ring and you didn't realize you could do an exchange. So how about we give you credit towards an exchange? Um, and, and so all automated. Actually, yeah, all automated. It's fantastic. Wow. Well, well. So that's that's a big app for us. Um, and then other apps, you know, we use a ton. Of course, we use Okendo for reviews, which is yeah. really great. Um, we've been, uh, we use a lot of uh, data exporter type stuff to get our data into Power BI. We have a lot of dashboards that we use to kind of track everything. What, we're what very BI? much, a, no. Sorry, sorry uh, for... we're using uh, Power BI. Okay, so yeah. Um, yeah, we've used a whole bunch of them over the years. Um, but we find Power BI is actually quite flexible. The learning curve is, is definitely there, but our, uh, our president is just uh, amazing at it. So he, he cranks out these reports like crazy. It's awesome. And it's, it's all visualized. Um, it's by Microsoft. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 Um, should we, let, let's talk about, um, it, 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 do, do you want, do you have any other app recommendations or it'd be those two? I'm trying to think. I think, uh, Gosh, I'm sure there are others. I know we use quite a few of them. Uh, okay. Zapier is huge. Zapier. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. how you say it. Zapier, okay. Zapier. Um, constantly using that to connect different bits of uh, data, you know, from over here to Google Spreadsheets or email automations, things like that. Um, what do you use for email? Sure. So we're using List Track. We've, we've used all of them. We've used Clavio. We've used MailChimp. We've, we've used Zaius. Um, we found that list track is uh, a little bit more of an enterprise level. Their service is fantastic. Um, and uh, it really allows us to segment as you, as you do in Clavio, but we found that you can get a little deeper, um, in list track. Plus it has a lot of different automations. So we can actually write scripts that allow us to create, you know, a pop-up over here that'll go straight into this flow. That'll do a bunch of other stuff. And, um, it's really customizable. Are they CDP or just, um, email, purely email? Uh, they're just email. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's, um, let's move into acquisition. Um, so three years ago, um, what the acquisition look like and how has it evolved now that you're, you know, your, your eight figure, your eight figure plus business, I'm sure you, you view acquisition totally differently from, you know, um, when you're trying to acquire your first 1000 customers. Um, could you take us through the evolution of, um, custom, your, your customer acquisition strategy, um, over the last three years, please? Yeah, sure. Um, that's a great question. It's, it has evolved quite a bit over the years, uh, from the garage days till today, uh, primarily back in the day, uh, we, we were using just, you know, Facebook and, and Google search primarily, um, Advertise, as, Facebook advertising or mm-hmm, Facebook yep. organic. Okay. All right. Uh, Facebook ads. Yeah. So we, uh, we primarily went the, the paid media route. Um, and we just were, that's it really it. Those are our only two channels. As we've grown, um, we've become a lot more savvy. Uh, now we have an internal team that handles everything and they're just fantastic. Um, and we've expanded. So we've, you know, the evolution went from Facebook and Google probably to Facebook, Google, um, 
you know, some heavy retargeting using things like uh, Criteo and, and stuff like that. And then we, we stopped that for a little bit and then we kind of went over to display. Uh, today we're doing, of course, Facebook and Google. We're on YouTube. Um, we're exploring Pinterest. We're doing display and we're just kind of entering into native as well. And, uh, and that's been quite successful. We're using the Yahoo Gemini platform for that. And um, I think it's Verizon Media now, but um, we we try to explore different options as we grow. And uh, there are other channels out there besides Facebook and Google. Um, and uh, I think it's super important, especially nowadays, to diversify. Uh, it was a, it can be a challenge. You know, when we started, you know, we were seeing CPAs probably 50% lower than where we are now. And I think part of that is is due to just more and more people are using Facebook. Um, you know, there's also, there's a lot more competition out there, especially in our world. Uh, there's a ton, it feels like every month there's a new competitor popping up. Um, and, uh, uh, very much. Yeah, very much copycat brands. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to, you want to make sure you can stay on top of, of those search results and, uh, you know, on top of Facebook and the cost just keeps going up. So, so we're exploring, um, other options as well. We're still spending quite a bit of money on Facebook and Google, but, um, trying to diversify a little bit and, and it's working so far. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made the first purchase, how do you keep them coming back again? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why over 30,000 e-commerce brands like Choppies, Brooklyn Inn, and Living Proof use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat customers or sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less dependent on third-party ads. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. It's free to get started. So visit klaviyo.com 2x to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash 2x. What does brand name search look like um, from um, from when you started the business to now? Uh, brand name search is in like right. people searching for manly bands. Yes, uh, it's gone up significantly. You know, we, one thing that's super important, and I didn't realize this at the beginning. Like, I knew SEO was important, but uh, we didn't really spend a lot of money on it because you know we were like, oh, we're running Facebook ads. What do we need to worry about SEO for? That was a huge mistake. <laughs> so <laughs> I highly recommend investing in SEO because organic traffic, just from a holistic overall marketing perspective, it does reduce your advertising costs uh, significantly when you can get uh, customers going to your site from just an organic search. So um, it, uh, it helped. So we, we did end up in about a year in, we started to really invest heavily in SEO um, and uh, it made a huge difference. So I'd say about 40% of our site traffic is organic cool. and uh, yeah, it's a significant amount of traffic and it drives a significant amount of sales. So so we still invest in that. Um, and, uh, I highly recommend having some sort of SEO strategy at the very least, 
um, it to work in conjunction with the paid strategy. Well, and you guys are doing a terrific job. Um, according to SEM Roche, um, your um, your search volume for, for, for brand name is currently 33,000 um, a month. And that obviously excludes, you know, peak periods, which probably, you know, summer, summer months when sure. a lot of people get married. So uh, fantastic work here. Cool. Um, so um, in regards to, to acquisition, so now you're diversifying um, traffic, you know, traffic sources. So this is a, this is a big question. A lot of D2C brands, you know, um, have as a big challenge. And the question is, what is your blended CPA? Um, obviously you don't need to share the exact CPA numbers, but how do you figure out, you know, when you're putting so many channels into the mix, how do you manage your cost per, per acquisition for those of you who don't, you know, know what CPA is? Um, because it, it can, are you, are you using your, your dashboard to, to, to sort it out, um, your, your BI dashboard, or um, um, are you doing this manually? How, how do you sort of balance things out, you know, balance and um, spend yeah. out, you know, when you, you said you're going into Pinterest or you started doing Pinterest, um, where do you know, how, how, do you, how do you figure out the threshold for Pinterest and, you know, and balance business out without breaking the bank? Yeah, well, we're still trying to figure out Pinterest. That's a, it's a whole separate animal from everything else that we're doing. Um, we tried it in the past, too, and it didn't, didn't work out for us. But um, I know it works out for jewelry brands, so it shouldn't be a problem. We just haven't cracked the nut. So, okay. um, but using the rest of it, Facebook, Google, uh, the native, uh, email, all, all of it together, we try to take a holistic uh, approach. We spent months trying to sort out our attribution models and kind of fix GA so that Google Analytics so that we can, uh, you know, really get in there channel by channel and, and piece it all together. And we've done a pretty good job. But what we've still found is, you know, Facebook will take credit for Google sales. Verizon will take credit for Facebook sales. So it's it can get a little muddy. And, you know, we, we have some systems in place and some scripts in place um, to try to filter that a little bit better. But um, generally speaking, we look at it uh, more as a holistic approach. So, you know, we'll take all of our paid spend and then we'll take all of our, um, you know, our total sales and order volume and we'll kind of divide that all up to get like a blended CPA. And our CPA ranges, it depends on the month. Um, We try to keep it less than $100, but it it, it certainly can go higher than that. So... (laughs) Yeah, the the fine art of you know marketing is is figuring out how to allocate your resources. You know, um, right. we we found and um, yeah, it's 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 challenging. Um, it is. Yeah. Okay. So you you talked about um, I, you mentioned something really interesting, which is the Verizon Media, which is the you know Yahoo Gemini um, platform, and um, you, you earlier mentioned it's 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 doing quite well. Um, why do you think it's doing quite well? Um, are you doing anything differently? What, what's been your experience with, with, with Native? Yeah, so, you know, when we, we tried Native a few years ago, um, back when I was running our advertising, which was a wild time, um, and uh, it, it didn't work at all. And it, it, hands down, it was because of me. So, you know, like, like, like everything else, you know, we've all, we've all burned a lot of money on Google and certainly Facebook. Um, but as you start to grow and as your business grows, you can start to hire experts in their field. And, uh, and that's what we did. So now we have an amazing team uh, that, that is absolutely brilliant at all of this stuff. And what we found with Native is it very much is a content play. So it's, uh, it's, you can't think of it, and you know, like all these other channels, you have to think of it differently. You know, Google's very different from Facebook. Facebook's very different from display um, in a lot of ways. So you have to really kind of come up with your own strategy for each channel. So 
Um, so with Verizon, we've spent a lot of time uh, with our graphic design department creating, you know, moving banners and GIFs and, you know, video assets that we can then repurpose uh, for all the other channels, but, you know, focus initially on uh, this, these display type native platforms and then drive traffic to landing pages. Like it's, uh, you know, it's probably common sense to most marketers, but we didn't realize that stuff in the beginning. So, so now, uh, we've invested heavily in, in produced content and video content. We have two graphic designers, a bunch of Photoshop experts. Like we're, we're absolutely, um, taking a lot of time and kind of pushing towards content because, you know, at the end of the day, native is very much like I was saying, like content heavy. So you have to make sure you have stuff that's going to stand out. Interesting. Um, what, what are the most important elements of native that the headline, um, when you say content, um, have you, do you analyze the scroll depth of the, you know, um, articles, you know, um, are people reading the entire, you know, paragraphs, you know, long, or, um, are they sticking to, do the first two paragraphs, you know, matter, what about the complementary image um, or video to, to, to that piece of, you know, um, content? Sure. So what we found is that the headline and the main image are the most important. Um, it, it does seem like uh, people aren't reading as much, <laughs> but they, they're definitely reading the headline, uh, which is great. And then, uh, yeah, I think the, the use of the images in the articles or in the, you know, the hero image is really what's capturing them. So they see that, they see the headline, they go, oh, this is this could be interesting, and they, they click through. Um, I'm sure there's a percentage of people reading it, but we haven't really seen a huge difference in the, the body of the copy. Um, but the headline and the, the main image seem to be the driving factors. Super interesting. And then um, you, you briefly mentioned about display. Um, what, do you, what platform are you using for, for display advertising? Uh, right now, we're, we're just using uh, Google as the, the main platform and, and driving stuff through there, uh, which is working out really well. We're doing a lot of um, slightly different, but shopping uh, type PLA sort of ads um, that are really, really doing great as well. Um, and yeah, again, it's about the same uh, type of philosophy behind that. You know, it's it's very much about the content. It's about how the, the customer is connecting with that image or that video or you know, that stuff like that. It, it just, that's where we really focus. And I think it's made a big difference. Interesting. Um, I'm on your um, Facebook ads and um, I've just seen quite a genius thing you guys have done. I'm going to share my screen again. So for those of you watching this on YouTube, check this out. So this is your, this is, I'm looking at your um, Facebook ads for the United Kingdom and this is not just box standard stuff. You guys are using the Union Jack. Um, so it can't get more country level specific than this, you know. Um, so you're, you're appealing to a certain kind of individual that, you know, that cherishes the, the Union Jack. Um, it feels manly about it. Uh, <laughs> you, you see what I mean? Um, yeah, you're, the, the, you know, it's a patriotic type of person. And, you know, that's kind of, it's the same strategy in the United States, but you're really personalizing your ads, guys. This is That's this right. is phenomenal. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Just yeah, we we do it. that. <laughs> we you know we've we've discovered like like in the way that we name our rings and we write a description. Uh, it really is about connecting with your customers. So you know you do that on the, the high product level. Okay, I want a manly ring, or you know I want a, a ring for a man. Uh, 
and that's that's one way. But then as you dig deeper, you know, okay, what's the name of the ring? What's the description of the ring? And in our advertising, it's the same thing. You want to make sure that whole experience follows through. So if we can connect with you in an ad as well, well, that's just another way that we're we're connecting with our customers and driving that emotional response. So so yeah, we do that as much as we can. Um, we have a whole bunch of things coming down the road where you know it just it. It really gets in. We have a, a copywriter that, uh, I mean, you'll have to tell me if that copy's okay, but we, we tried really hard, <laughs> really hard to kind of customize the copy even to the point where we're using words that, you know, you know, I look at and I'm like, huh, we don't really say it like that here. <laughs> but, yeah. but over there, it means something. So, you know, we try yeah. to connect as much as we can. Yeah, that's, that's, that's um, you know, the value of a, a copywriter, one, and the, the power of personalization. Um, I'll check the copy and let you know. I'll give you some feedback. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the other thing I noticed on, on your sites was, um, well, on your US um, Facebook ads was um, very much around, um, and, you know, I, I really like insights here, um, was some, some of your ads um, actually push out the fact that you, you take, um, you know, payment plans. So one of them is like, you pay nineteen ninety five per month. Um, does it work um, to to just go straight? That's probably a mid funnel ad, you know, for people who haven't, you know, probably reacted to the initial offer. I don't know what what um, the the Facebook ad strategy looks like, but um, do do you find that um, um, what's what, what's the name again? Um, you know, payment plan platforms improve conversions. We do. We do. Yeah. So, you know, initially when we launched the payment plan uh, program, we were doing it primarily for our more expensive and and premium made to order rings. So, um, you know, if somebody wanted a cool meteorite ring, you know, the meteorite is not inexpensive and, you know, that might be a thousand dollar ring or a $1,500 ring. And, uh, you know, unfortunately they, they weren't able to buy it. So we wanted to make it uh, available to them in other ways. So, so that's where these payment payment platforms can really come into play. So what they do is they allow you to split your payments up over time. So, um, initially we were going with a platform that allowed us to do up to three months. Um, we've since switched, uh, over to another platform called bread, um, which has been really great. Uh, it does drive quite a bit of conversions, uh, especially on the premium rings. Um, but we can split that up in chunks of either three months or six months or 12 months. Um, and it really gives our customers another option in, in how they want to pay for things. And we have seen conversion increase on those more expensive rings because of it. Um, and surprisingly, we've, we've seen conversions increase a little bit with it on uh, the ready-to-ship rings, the less expensive rings. So, you know, people, weddings are expensive. So any way uh, someone can save a you know, couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, uh, it adds up. And um, people are taking advantage of it, which is great, yeah, especially absolutely. now. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So geez, the... Do you use the the shop pay? Um, because they, they just introduced, they announced, um, Shopify just announced, um, stage payments with, with their shop pay app or do you use a third party, um, another third party app for, for, for payments plans? Yeah, we're not using shop pay for the, the payment, the splitting up of the payments. Um, we do have shop pay available on the site as a payment method, um, which, you know, allows people to just use their Shopify account, save their information and pay real quick, uh, which is, I love it. I think it's great. Um, but, uh, it's genius. Yeah, it really is smart. Um, you know, like Apple Pay or things like that. We also offer Google, Amazon, and um, and PayPal, um, which you know I thought was a lot in the beginning to have all of those options, but it's actually made a lot of sense for us to have all them. Um, our customers are using all of them. They all perform really well, uh, especially Amazon and PayPal, um, and then of course regular you know 
regular Shopify payments for the standard credit card. That's still the, by yeah. far the, the highest used version. Um, but yeah, so we, we use a, an app called Bread to kind of split everything up. Uh, right Bread. Okay, Bread. Okay, cool. Um, your product pages are quite impressive also. Um, sorry, I'm, it's, this is almost like a teardown now. <laughs> oh, please, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, your product pages are, are you know, amazing. Um, so, so those of you, you know, just check it out. Um, you know, just go to moneybands.com. You have your image, you have your reviews at the top. Um, some guests have talked about the importance of putting reviews, you know, top of fold. Um, there's a width and the size, you know, part, which is essential. What I really like about it is the story you tell, you know, the persona, which I, I mentioned earlier without actually looking at your site, you, you actually put persona mm-hmm. here. Be the rock star. So I'm on the rock star, um, you know, page. So there's a lot of creativity, you know, going here where, where you're given these, um, you know, each product a, a personality. Yeah. So I love that about it. Um, and it's not a long narrative. It's two lines, you know, which is easy to digest, you know, on the web. Um, and then you have your features on the right hand side, and then you have other similar products below. And the piece resistance is uh, the um, reviews. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, so what do you use for, for you. reviews? You, you did mention... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're use- using Okendo. Okendo, and, um, okay. Yeah, they're, they're great. Their support is awesome. Uh, just really good company. And, um, and we found uh, that that works really well. You know, we have the automated emails that go out. People can upload videos or photos um, as well as their review and their rating. And uh, it's just kind of seamless. It's been great. Amazing. And then you have videos at the bottom and um, there's also discounts available um, for money ring sizer. So you get 20% off your next order when you purchase a ring sizer and, you know, get mm-hmm. peace of mind for knowing. Okay. Yeah. So the, it's pretty detailed. Um, the, these I, I can, you know, imagine have massive SEO value just due to the um, the depths of, um, you know, um, content reviews and, and all that kind of stuff on, on these pages. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, there was another thing I wanted to ask you around, which was um, very much um, about yeah, your phone number. How often, given the fact that you put the phone number you know, at the top right corner of the website on mm-hmm. desktop version, how often um, do, do, do customers ring you? Um, and what is the percentage of um, calls from um, acquisition calls versus um, customer service issue calls, issue resolution calls? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, so we chose early on to put our phone number in the top of the site. Um, It's important that for us, that customers can reach us directly and quickly. Um, You know, we also found it built a lot of trust. Uh, Conversion rate did go up a little bit. Uh, So it's it's something I do recommend uh, for everybody. You know, make sure customers see you as a real company. They can pick up the phone, get someone on the the other end. Um, I would say uh, probably get uh, between 50 and 100 phone calls a day. We have a team of people that- 1,500. I'm sorry, 50 to 100. 50 to 100. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> 5 0 to 100. Okay. Yes, and, um, you know, so phones are busy. And, uh, you know, each call can last three to five minutes, uh, depending. Um, and in terms of percentages, I don't know the exact percentage, but I would say it's probably, I'd say less, uh, maybe less than half are uh, pre-purchase. Most people decide to purchase on the site um, without making the phone call. So I, most of the calls are people saying, hey, how do I exchange my ring? Or, you know, hey, I got my ring and, 
you know, it's the wrong size or something like that. Have you got on-site chat, um, uh, on-site chat facility? We do. So we actually just changed that. Um, we were uh, we were using Intercom for a long time, and uh, we're, we just switched over uh, to Gorgeous as our customer service uh, ticketing system. So they integrate um, a little differently with their chat. They have an on-site chat, which is really nice and clean and easy, um, and it creates tickets from every chat, which is great. And uh, so we switched over to them, and, and you know our, our CTO has done a great job uh, reducing friction as much as he can across the site. So he spent a lot of time kind of looking at how site chat works and, and why people are motivated to use site chat. And what we found is most of our customers are using site chat for customer service related requests or inquiries. So, um, so what he did is he got a, an app uh, that allows customers to first ask the question. And um, so instead of just, hey, chat with us, it's like, hey, have a question, you know, and then they type in the question and chances are we've been asked that question before. So we, to reduce customer service friction, um, it'll basically pull up a knowledge base. So if the person asks a question that we have an answer to, they can click right there, get the answer they need on the site. And if that answer isn't available or if they have some other questions, they can click a different button and that'll connect them uh, via live chat to an agent. So we found that that's reduced uh, customer service tickets and live chat requests significantly. And um, I think the customer's a lot happier too because, you know, they don't necessarily want to wait for someone to chat with. They just want the answer. So I thought that was a really smart um, resolution to that problem and it's worked out really well. Interesting. Your tech stack, from what I'm, you know, I'm picking up now, your tech stack looks um, is varying towards enterprise, um, but agile enterprise. Um, the, the your choice of um, you know platforms um, just cater for the scale, but they they have um, a very modern um, agile out- outlook to to solving problems, um, which yeah um, is is fascinating. Yeah. So the, 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 the actual question I had, cause I covered that up, that was like a filler question <laughs> was, um, to do with, um, the brand image. I, I noticed there is an individual on your Instagram page, on your Facebook ads page, he's bearded. Um, he, he is, he looks strong. Um, you use lots of bearded men. Is this, this seems intentional, you know, as to the kind of, um, you know, um, person, obviously it, it links back to, um, to, to, to Manny band, you know, to, to the brand name, but it almost feels like you're selling, you know, bed. Um, it, it looks very similar to like a bed brand, if that makes sense. Is, is this intentional? Um, yeah. From, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And, and it is, it is intentional. Oh, yeah. When when we started, um, we you know we were looking for stock photography of uh, okay, so who who could we have on the you know on the homepage you know because we, we didn't have models at the, at the beginning, and um, we we found this this gentleman and this photographer who who created these amazing images with this guy with the beard, and it's it's almost like an internal joke now. We're like, hey, go see if the guy with the beard is available, you know. So we <laughs> they you know they'll go and they'll find they'll find these amazing stock photos. The photographer's outstanding. The model's just perfect. And we use them for quite a few things. We, we also internally, we have models that come in, we'll do photo shoots with. But um, but yeah, Eric from Beard Brand has actually been a bit of an inspiration. Uh, he's uh, he's just fantastic the way they create content. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he was on the podcast a while ago. Um, yeah, great guy. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, um, yeah, this is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, do, 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 do you have any tips for um, e-tailers listening now that are like in 
low seven figures, mid seven figures, looking for the next, looking at the next six, 12 months to, to hit that eight figure sure. mark, the $10 million plus mark, what, 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 what should they engineer? What should they do in their businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, it's a very different business. Uh, once you, I'd say, you know, start doing even six figures, you know, you, once you start your store and as you grow, you'll find different, different phases of growth, much like, you know, a, a human life, you know, you have your childhood and then you have your teenage years. It's the same thing, I think with, um, with the company. And at least that's, that's how our experience has been. So, you know, obviously in the beginning it's Facebook ads, let's get sales. Let's, you know, just do what we got to do to get going. Um, as you grow, it becomes a different animal altogether, I think. And as we, we cross the six figure line, and the seven figure line, I think the biggest thing that we've started to learn is the, uh, the importance of a solid team. Um, it, it is, uh, at that level, it's really hard to run it by yourself, at least in my experience. So, um, for us, it was critically important if we were to continue to grow to hire people that we could trust, that were experts in their field, that were absolutely amazingly talented and and just really understood the brand and how we wanted to grow. And our whole team has become such an integral part of our experience. You know, we rely on every one of them um, 100%. Um, in all the different uh, departments that they work in. And, you know, we're now a team of 25 people and we're continuing to grow. We're going to be, be hiring more people in the coming months. Um, and they're all serving a very specific purpose and they're all really good people. And I think um, once you get to that level, it's important to be able to delegate. It's important to um, be able to have people focus on what they're experts at. And uh, at least in our experience, building that team is really what's helped us get to that next level. And that's, that's what I would recommend people really focus on when you get to this level, because that's, that's really what drives us. Amazing. What, what's your take on culture? Uh, culture is super important. I think, um, you know, it's, it's important uh, that your, your, your staff, your team, feels like it's uh, they are not only contributing and participating, but that the business represents them in a certain way. You know, like how to, how to describe it. Uh, culture is kind of a nebulous thing to describe, but, but for us, it's uh, it's a very much a feeling of family. Like we, um, you know, we, we care a great deal about each other. We take a lot of time uh, to do team building and, and stuff like that. We do team lunch on Fridays. We play a game. Like it's uh, super important. Our Slack uh, channels, we have a couple of different ones that are really just for, uh, you know, not letting off steam per se, but just having fun. So, you know, we have one uh, that's for our pets. You know, we post cute pictures of our pets, you know, and people like them and laugh and joke. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one where uh, we call it um, just, uh, it's called April fun days because we haven't updated the month, but it's basically just, uh, you know, people telling jokes and weird gifts and memes and stuff like that. You know, as important as it is that people stay focused and work there eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, it's also important that we recognize that they're just their people too. And, um, and our team is very much, uh, we call it part of the Manly Bands family. So we want them to feel fulfilled and they're able to contribute ideas. Um, and we all jump in for everything. You know, I'll go down, I'll help ship some stuff. Our warehouse guy will help set up lunch. Like it's, uh, it's very much a collaborative effort. And I think that brings the team closer and, and ultimately allows us to, to grow even more. Fascinated. Um, your revenue per head is, is should be minimum four hundred thousand. You know, 
with eight figures and um, 25 members of staff. So that's super, you know, um, so yeah, that, that's great, great stuff. Okay. Um, what, what resources do you tend to, what's your go-to, do you tend to, to, to use regularly um, from a business strategy and also from a tactical standpoint? Sure. Um, that's super important as well. So, uh, you know, our, our team is kind of handling the day-to-day and uh, Michelle, my co-CEO and wife, um, we've, we kind of head up the strategy uh, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll always go back and forth, but sometimes it's really nice to have people on the outside who have a lot of experience uh, to kind of give ideas or, hey, I've been through this before and, and just kind of collaborate with. So we actually have a number of advisors that we work with um, that we meet with on a weekly basis and uh, just kind of throw ideas back and forth. And, and a lot of those discussions have driven growth in ways that we hadn't planned for, um, from different partnerships to, uh, you know, certain publicity campaigns that we, we weren't even thinking of. But um, but by talking to our advisors and, and getting advice from people who have done this kind of stuff, uh, especially an e-commerce advisor, um, has just been amazing to uh, to help us grow and uh, and do things we hadn't thought of. Um, and then we have another advisor that helps us quite a bit, like just on the you know, the financial side and making sure we're planning for, for this type of growth. And, you know, here's how we should, you know, look at tax options and things like that. But, you know, once you have your head kind of in everything, sometimes ideas, you know, you don't even think about it. And they're like, so what are you doing about this? It's like, oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Firefighting constantly. Um, so it's, it's really helpful to have some outside advice to kind of help us develop our strategy and, and come up with cool ideas. How many hours you spend on, um, a day do, do, do you work full-time or have you seen as you know as you've matured um you spend fewer hours in 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 the business at work well um when it was just michelle and i we were just always working uh, i know i couldn't give you an hour number but it was high uh and i think most entrepreneurs you know that's that's just how it is and uh and i think that's a good thing it builds character uh, but uh, as as you grow <laughs> As you grow and expand, um, you know, part of the reason to hire an amazing team is to also take some of that, um, some of those responsibilities off your plate. So um, we still work over 40 hours a week. I mean, you know, easily 50 or 60, but it's not as crazy and it's not as stressful. Those hours aren't filled with such, oh my gosh, oh God, we have to figure this out. It's, um, it's much more relaxed now. I mean, there's always stuff to do, but I think um, another benefit of building a great team is that it, it does reduce that stress and anxiety level yeah. um, for sure. And it's, it's different managing people versus doing. And if, you know, the team is as a, a star as yours, then, you know, um, it's, it's even easier that way. It helps significantly. Yeah. No, it's, we're, we're very fortunate to have the team that we have. We're, yeah. we're very lucky. Okay, John. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to call it a wrap, but before you go, you're a special guest and um, I would like you to come into our lightning round. Um, there are oh. five to six questions. <laughs> um, Great. <laughs> Um, and if you could answer each question with a sentence, just one sentence, um, it'd be great. Ready when you are. All like, right. I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. What advice would you give to your five, to yourself five years ago? Oh my gosh. Uh, delegate, 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 uh, and learn. So as, as you're delegating and have more time, um, take that time to learn and grow. 
Awesome. Are you a morning person? Um, I kind of middle of the road. Like I'm at work by nine. I wouldn't say I'm a morning person in the sense that I'm up at five, but uh, you know, I get there at a reasonable time. Do you have a daily morning routine? Uh, you know, that's something I'm actually working on, having a little bit more structure in the morning. Um, so I'd say no, I don't. I don't have a morning routine yet. Okay. Um, what two things can't you live without? Oh gosh. Um, okay, phone and my wife. Awesome, fantastic. Um, what book are you currently reading? Oh gosh, uh, extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. The U.S. Navy SEALs lead and win. Yes, it's important to understand ownership. Brilliant, brilliant. What's been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that is giving you the biggest feedback. Mistake to date? Oh, there were many mistakes. Um, I think I think maybe putting too many eggs in one basket. Um, we, had a, we had an issue with Facebook. Uh, nothing too serious, but our CPAs were just getting higher and higher and higher. And what we found is um, it, it hurt our bottom line, and it was just a, a mess. So just... You know, look, keep an eye on that. And there's that fl- platform flux, the, the fluctuations on the platform yeah, exactly, yeah. Are, yeah, are a thing, you know, essentially, especially at the end yes. of every quarter. That's why, we're, <laughs> that's why we've tried to diversify a little bit more now in case something goes wrong, because you don't want one platform to just, yeah. you know, mess up the whole business. Yeah. Final question. Um, if you could choose a single book or resource that has made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? It applies a little bit less now because we're a little bit of a bigger business, but the first book that I read, um, and you probably hear this a lot, was Tim Ferriss's Four-Hour Workweek. Um, that was probably the first real entrepreneurial book that I read back in the day, and uh, it really inspired me and kind of showed me that you know you can do online-type businesses. Like, it's okay to separate yourself from, you know, quote, the real world and, and to be in the online internet uh, e-tailer type space and, uh, you know, and about delegating and, and doing things online and managing your hours and, and stuff like that. So it kind of opened my mind to the possibility of an online business, which has now kind of come back around to more traditional type business, but it's, uh, it's definitely eye-opening. True, true, true. Jonathan, John, um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, so for those of you who've made it to this part of the segment, this, I encourage you to visit Manny band so it's money m-a-n-l-y-b-a-n-d-s dot com have a look at all that has been discussed um do you hang out on social media at all or you're too busy at work <laughs> uh, i'm trying to get into the twitter but i haven't quite yeah. figured that out um uh, no just on facebook and instagram okay okay all right fantastic um and thank you so much thank you so much it was a pleasure being on the show Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.